25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, baby. Here we go. Hour two underway. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau insurance available in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. 82 counties with hometown heroes, local agents. That you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face. Get to know them. Somebody that, you know, when the need arises, which is not always planned when it comes to insurance or making a claim or whatever, then you need to have someone you can get in touch with and not have to call an 800 number. Call them on their cell phone. They just come down the road because they live in the same town as you. That's Farm Bureau Insurance, and that's your local agents across the state. The call screen up and working. I got you, man. I can see it. I can work it. So y'all hit me up on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're Kubota dealer. They've been doing it better longer than anybody else in the entire country. They're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. Y'all hit me up there. The Divinity phone is 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Love to hear from you that way. As well as on the text line, that is 885-ESPN. Got it? 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. That's the text line. So send me your text and you can get in. Tweet me as well. I'm Radio Wyatt. Thanks for listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. It's going to be good to talk with you. On the text line, Peanut Butter Falcon says, what kind of name is that, by the way? Peanut Butter Falcon. How do you get a name like that? I want to know the history. (laughs) PBF says, paying players is coming. Save some money for players to have after graduation to get back on their feet. A savings account or something. Provide some financial planning. These guys need and deserve it. When I was going on the baseball rant, Jeremy M. sent me uh, three exclamation points. I assume that means he agrees. Oh, okay, so Peanut Butter Falcon is a movie? Huh. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Peanut Butter Falcon says it's the name of an excellent movie that came out last year. You should watch it. You can thank me later. What's it about? Very interesting. Andy might know. Andy on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Andy? Hey, man. Um, 
Yeah, it's a movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Okay. And That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> he's got he's got a uh, a friend that has Down syndrome. Okay. Or is uh, mentally challenged, and um, his he always wanted to be a wrestler, and if he was, his name was going to be Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, just the synopsis of the story has me wanting to see it. I tell you, Andy, I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, but I I do. I don't know if it's getting older. <laughs> Or if it's just life changes or what. Number one, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in a theater. Number two, I really I really can't remember the last time I saw a movie in a theater that wasn't a kid's movie with my daughter, you know. And uh, I'm just not a big movie. Like, new movies that come out don't hook me very much. They don't get me to want to go see them. I think it's my life is too busy. But You, you hit that red box, man. So. Do what now? The, uh... I like the, the action movies like John Wick 3 or, you know, just the, the yeah. Star Wars and Star Wars. You know, those I want to see in a the theater, but everything else I'm going to find with like Redbox or yeah. yeah Prime Video or whatever. Yeah, I got you. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call. It sounds like an interesting movie. It really does. I had a question um, now that we're talking about it. Since you've mainly seeing uh, Lifetime movies. Hallmark and uh, Kitty movies. Have you even seen the first John Wick? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, it's, well you, I wouldn't watch it with my daughter. Okay, is it? That's <laughs> but it's, um, it's a lot of action, a lot of violence in it. Not a lot of bad language. That's Keanu Reeves. That. Yeah, but I okay. mean, if it's a, it's a, it starts, you know, at high intensity and it stays there the whole yeah. movie. I tell you, Roger, I don't know if it. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I don't have time for movies in my life. I don't have time for it. Again, I don't I know a, if that's good or bad. I got holes in my, you know, like the 90s. I didn't watch much TV. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I got like big holes there, whatever. But movies came out, didn't go see movies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Back on this. So if you're just tuning in, Matt, that's me, third person went on a rant at the end of hour one about the idea that, oh, well, we're going to keep Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out of the Hall of Fame. Steroids. PEDs. We're going to keep them out. Sammy Sosa. McGuire. McGuire in? Who's in? Who's out? I can't even keep up with it anymore. Half of them that are in use steroids. (laughs) I don't know about half. Well, and a whole bunch a whole bunch of them who didn't use steroids who would have been better if they did aren't in the Hall of Fame. If we're going to keep Bonds and Clemens out for steroids, you want me to believe I'm supposed to someday believe we ought to vote some of these Astros in? And they're out here getting pitches tipped to them via a camera in center field relayed to a monitor in the dugout, and then maybe, just maybe, we alerted you with a buzzer strapped to your shoulder under your jersey. I mean, I'm saying, how big of an asterisk are we going to put by Altuve and by Bregman and all those guys? Okay, and don't get me started on this whole historical thing, modern day versus way back when, because eight men out. 
Eight guys on the Chicago. What were they? Were they the Black Sox or the White Sox back then? But you know who I'm talking about. Shoeless Joe Jackson and that bunch. Banned from baseball. Gone. And we have a movie about it. I watched it the other night. A great movie. Field of Dreams. Great movie. All that to say. I don't know how you can honestly, how a person, Rob Manfred, commissioner of baseball, any of them, I don't know how you can honestly look anybody in the eye and say, steroids guys are out, but these Astros can sure as heck get in. How? Why? How are you going to justify that? Seriously. If I wanted to just go completely haywire on my argument, I would tell you, you hadn't even proved anything yet. Proven anything yet with Bonds and Clemens. <laughs> yet we know. But you haven't proven it. You haven't proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt as much as you have the cheating by the Astros. It's the court of public opinion, not the you know local courthouse. Well, it's a pretty good rules and things, you know. Well, it's a pretty good court though, because guess what? Bonds and Clemens ain't in the Hall of Fame, nor are they going. What What do you think is going to happen down the line, and perhaps more enlightened or less, uh, you know, uptight era? I mean, are they going to come back and recognize, like, you know, this this is wrong that this guy wasn't in here. He needs to be in here, right, Roger? Because we've come to that point that we we now acknowledge and we're and, moving on. Well, I mean, what about legalized sports gambling and Pete Rose? Huh? Yeah. What and about he was, we he said, was betting on his own team to win, right? I mean, that's the thing that, that I think everybody always comes because you always add that. Yeah. That you know for betting, betting on his, on own, his team. own team on his own team. <laughs> that's a very important distinction. Well, and I guess what I'm saying is. I'd hope my manager was betting on my team. Are there any marketing and advertising relationships going on yet with these major sports leagues and the legalized sports betting industry? I think the the NFL they wouldn't even talk to them at first, and now they're allowing them to have access to in-game stats and things. So there's mm-hmm. something going on there. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know about baseball. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But still – I'm just saying, okay, you're asking if we're going to project into the future how it might look different down the road. Things I'm just saying, changing. look, all I'm saying is from the perspective of the Hall of Fame, you either put up with cheaters in there or you don't. Which is it? Which is it? You either put up with cheaters in there or you don't. Don't be picking and choosing. Here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Jay and Brandon. What's up, Jay? What's up, Buford? What up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that uh, John Bond. Uh, what is, the other one was there. Machambo. <laughs> yeah, one. Machambo. What's up, Machambo? He says, hey, Buford. And then, right. uh, yeah, Machambo. All right, let's get off this baseball stuff. And uh, You and, don't uh, like baseball? No, I hate it. Let's go back to football. Hold on. You hate baseball? 
I haven't watched a baseball game since, God, I don't know when, the 90s maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just not a big baseball fan. I like Mississippi State baseball, oh. but professional baseball, don't watch a whole lot of it, but okay. unless it's maybe uh-huh. a World Series game or something. Okay. Hey, I was I was thinking I was thinking today when you were talking, uh, I remember back when John Bond and Howard Ruby had their show, they were talking about, but you, your name came up on it one day, and Roger may remember this. He was saying, uh, um, Kentucky was about to play Mississippi State, and I think Mackin may have been playing at the time. Yeah. But then he got hurt, and then you came in, and how Mummy was uh, was saying on the show that day, he said, "Well, we didn't really want Mackin to come out of the game because Matt Wallace was the backup, and he could and he could really throw the ball, so we really didn't want to see him." But I think you came in the game and won the game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, ninety nine, yeah. So at at Kentucky, maybe no. Ninety nine was in Starkville. Okay, they okay. all right, let me let me back up here. Ninety eight, the year we won the West, they beat us in Lexington. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Tim Couch's senior year. Tim Couch's yeah. Okay, because, I think you're right on that. Because the next year, ninety nine, was probably the year he's talking about. <clears throat> that was the year where, you know, I was I was the primary backup and I, I played a lot. I think I started one game. But you know Wayne Madkin was our starter, and we right. were undefeated. We hosted Kentucky. Hal Mummy was the coach, and yeah, Wayne rolled his ankle at one point in that game. And earlier that year, we'd had some other situations where I went in a game late. We go in a two minute drill. We had some comebacks and move the ball, and we did it against Kentucky. Now the way we did it though that particular night was with a field goal. We didn't go on a touchdown drive. We didn't need one. It was a close game. Right. And right there at yeah. the end, we got in a shotgun, went in a two-minute drill, and started throwing it and just threw ourselves right down in the field goal range. And when you have Scott Westerfield as your kicker, all you got to do is get it in field goal range, and that's how we won the game. That's all right, Mr. Automatic, right? Mr. Automatic. It's like bullseye. Yeah. You know, he's like got a – I don't know. He's just automatic. He was great. Yeah. Well, I watched just about every game you played, and I enjoyed it. Um, hey, I was going to ask you one more question real quick. Um, so, can we bring sirens into the game, air raid sirens this fall? They're going to lose to <laughs> Let me just tell you, man, Jay. Look, the marketing group <laughs> at State are so much farther ahead of the rest of us. It, I guarantee you 100% certainty that they have already found the siren noise that they're going to use and put some air raid thing up on the screen. I guarantee well, you, I, they are already working listen. on pirate themed videos. You know, it's it's happening already. I promise. Oh yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Hey, look, I got online yesterday and, and I actually ordered a siren. You know, the kind <laughs> that's got the crank on it. Uh-huh. It's a big, it's a big thing. It's got the crank on it. It's supposed to come in this afternoon. I can't wait to get a, get a hold of that thing. So you gotta, I'll at least have it at the tailgate for the fall. <laughs> okay, I really want that's one of those. Fantastic. How much do you pay for that? <laughs> Uh, it, well, it, you know, it's like anything else. You can pay as much as you want. It was between fifty to five hundred dollars. But you remember that? You remember the show Black Sheep Squadron back in the seventies? I do. At the at the beginning of that, you remember the beginning of it, Roger? You know, it had the air. It had the siren where he's cranking it to start the you know start the the, the show in the very beginning. Oh yeah. It's going there. Well, anyway, I found one of those online this day, and, and I ordered it. So I would, I would at least have it at the tailgate. So when you hear a big siren out the tailgate, you'll know that's Jay. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great, I Jay. I can't, I can't wait. Man. I can't wait. 
I can't wait to get a hold of that. I may have to call back and let you hear what it sounds like. Well, if you yeah. really are doing that and you get one, let me know. Get in touch because I want to come out to the tailgate and see it. All right. Oh, I ordered it. It's coming in today between three and six. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> hey, I enjoy the show, man. All right. Thank you, man. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, that's that's Jay's neighborhood. neighborhood. Sometime today after 6 p.m. when he tries it out for the first time. I got to be careful playing that. Uh, I mean, border on, uh, you know, false alarm. Yeah, well, it scare you to death. I yeah, mean, it was like a tornado siren. Seymour on the text line agrees with me 100% about this whole the Astros and cheating in the Hall of Fame and stuff. Ghost Texture said, what about Pete Rose? And then he said, preach it, Matt, with two exclamation points in all caps. Our man John Bond says, kind of like me, ha, ha, ha. I'm blackballed for speaking the truth. <laughs> John, it is official. You are not blackballed from this radio show. You have an open line of communication. John Bond, you have a standing invitation, meaning you don't even have to tell me, let alone anybody else. Just walk into the studio and sit down. Absolutely. Just call me on the Divinity phone. I'll let you say whatever you want to say. <laughs> well, let's not get him talking about Ole Miss. <laughs> I get my beeper ready. <laughs> Does John still call him the Bears? I mean, no, he calls them old something else. <laughs> it rhymes with myth. Yeah, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> no, I can't say it on the radio. It's one of the seven words you can't say. Right. Or else you have to hit the red button over there. That's, that's right. And then everybody listening goes, wait a minute. What, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what did Matt just say? <laughs> that's great. Uh, Jacob listening in Jackson on the Divinity phone. What's up, Jacob? Hey, Mr. White. How are you? Peachy, man. Thank you. Good, man. I just want to preface this call by saying, uh, you know, I followed your, uh, college career and, uh, and, and I can honestly say as an old Miss Rebel, uh, you are my favorite bulldog. I, I really enjoyed listening to you. And, uh, you know, I think you were a, a heck of a quarterback too, man. So I, I, I appreciate what you do. And, and, uh, uh, in spite of you being employed by the university, uh, that you work for, uh, I really do believe that you call it like you see it uh, and down the line. But, you know, there are some things that are a little bit uh, <laughs> stretched in that category, but I, I generally <laughs> think you do a very good job. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it, man. But uh, I wanted to mention something. There are a couple things here. You know, I'm, I'm praising you as a Mississippi State grad, which is uh, which is uh, not like me. And I also, for the first time in my life, have a real interest in a Mississippi State head football coach. I, I, I really like Mike Leach. Uh, mm. I think that he's a, uh, a very interesting personality. And obviously the guy knows uh, loads and loads about the game itself. And so uh, I think that, that at the very least, it'll be entertaining and interesting. But I just wanted to throw this out there. I know this is going to sound like uh, an, a, uh, an old Miss guy trying to throw a little fire in there, but, but from an honest, uh, from an honest place in my heart, I, I'm just going to tell you that if Mississippi State fans and, uh, those who are supporting the football team are expecting a, 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 a big, uh, a, a, 
really, really positive result in with the air raid offense or what Mike Leach is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to remind some of you that, you know, we just we just stepped into a new decade, and there are some examples from the recent past uh, that you can go to in the SEC West where you had two of the best wide receivers the SEC has seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You had an offense that could score in two minutes or less and an offense that led the SEC in passing. You had Jordan Ta'amu, um, and you had the two wide receivers that are having uh, fantastic success right now in the NFL. And even with the dynamic uh, passing attack that they had and the inability of other defenses to deal with it in a timely fashion, the, 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 the rate in which we scored, at the, the efficiency of our offense ended up being uh, a detriment because it left our already undermanned defense out of breath. Because okay, they were and that's on the, the key. That's the key right there, Jacob. That's the key right there. You just said it. The whole key to, to the linchpin in everything you're saying, and I don't disagree with a lot of what you're trying to point out, but the linchpin is what you just said. Our undermanned defense. Because that's right. I believe as we sit here right now, I believe the conversation is would be different and would sound much different if your defense hadn't been undermanned, but it was. Well, Okay, and here's the thing about it. Hey, and and I'm sorry to have to end it with you because the music started. It's going to cut us off here in a second. But I guess all I'm saying is, Jacob, there's no way that anybody can look at it and just say, oh, it's just proven that he's automatically going to go win an SEC Western Championship with his offense. No, it's not proven. He's going to try to prove it, but it's not proven. It's not a given. The key would be roster management doing it better than Ole Miss did it during that particular time period you're talking about. Ole Miss was a fluke play away from going to the SEC championship game on 4th and 25 against Arkansas. That's also true. Stick around. I'm told the previous call was the Rebel Jacob. Jeremy on Twitter says, We've heard more from Rebel Jacob today than we have over the last three years. Where's he been? Three years wasn't long enough, though. (laughs) Followed by laughing emoji. I thought it was a good call. Because he does bring up an interesting point. So, Ole Miss had a... You could call it an air raid offense. They certainly had one that was built on throwing that football. And receivers and quarterbacks recruited to it. And what I would say is that it does. You know, if you go a little heavy on that one position, where are you going to go light on another one and that kind of thing? But I think he pointed out, he said, our undermanned defense, the biggest issue I think they had was not their philosophy on offense some of those years and how they wanted to recruit to it, they obviously did that really well. It was not balancing it out with a defensive identity, with a defensive recruiting effort. Roster management on the defensive side, they kind of got out of whack. So it wasn't a perfect thing. The, the system, every coach... 
at a Power 5 conference school can put together a, quote, system of X's and O's that will work if it's executed. (laughs) Nobody designs plays that don't work. It's just a matter of, do the players make it work? Do they know what to do? Are they told what to do? Have you drilled it into them what to do? Can they do it in their sleep? Are they fast enough to do it? Are they strong enough to do it? Are they consistent enough to do it? Are they disciplined enough to do it? So that's kind of what it boils down to also. But he's right in that this is going to be totally different, y'all. It's going to be totally different. It's going to feel different at times, look different. And, buddy, if you take recruiting off on one side of the ball, you will pay for it. Just ask them. Roger, on this day in 2010, I believe it was this day in 2010. Ten years ago. Would that be ten? Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's right. I forgot it was 2020. I get confused when we start going from 99 to the, yeah. which one is the first of the century. I'm not sure. It, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. So this day, 2010, Conan O'Brien hosted his final Tonight Show. Hosting the Tonight Show has been the fulfillment of a lifelong dream for me. And I just want to say to the kids out there watching, you can do anything you want in life. Yeah. Yeah, unless Jay Leno wants to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. All right. Well, then Jimmy uh, Kimmel just was abusive in a monologue about that on uh, mm-hmm. Jay Leno. Just calling all kind of that bad you know, right. things. You know who cares probably the least about all of it? You? Jay Leno. Oh, yeah. That Loaded. car collection of his, man. And that car collection. And he generally seems like a pretty nice guy. Now, he's a type A personality. So what? Those exist. We just got to deal with it. Brian and Brandon on the Divinity phone. What's up, Brian? Matt. Yep. Yeah, well, I just, from a Bulldogs perspective, I do understand what the last caller was saying. I think Phil Longo was their offensive coordinator, and he did run a version of the air raid. He was from Texas, and I think he had something to do in high school with that Texas Tech program. Hmm. Um, but the problem is, and I think it's kind of why we're struggling to find a defensive coordinator, Matt. Um you do play a lot of plays on offense, and you're on and off the field quick. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the defensive numbers uh, for Leach's teams, that's what concerns me as a Bulldog fan, um, especially in the SEC. Yeah. Um, it, and, and look at that, and that, and I think the uh, we're going to be putting more emphasis on getting offense. And I don't think we have the offensive play. We have road graders mm-hmm. for offensive linemen, not pass protectors, right, right. now. So I think next year could be a little tough. Um, next couple years, maybe. Um, I think that's why we're going to see Lashley coming in the draft. So maybe some. Do you agree with that? Some kind of guys that. Uh, yeah. Because we've been running road grade for ten years mm-hmm. uh, of some type, mm-hmm. and the receivers. Um, so I just and I think that I think that's kind of why we're having trouble getting defense coordinator. Well, it could be. Um, um, and, and the thing about it is, Brian, I'll be honest with you, yes, it has seemed like it's gone on a few days longer than you might have expected to hire the defensive coordinator. Same for me. You know, you kind of expected it by now. 
I, I think but it's not recent just, recent weeks, though, and months have taught me that just because something might be going a little longer than I think, it doesn't necessarily mean you're having trouble. But it's not, it's not that we're having trouble necessarily, but look at the names that are even circulating around. I mean, this is the SEC West, and, you know, this... It, this, these are not, even if we would have got Navy, he had one year at Navy. He was been at Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not going to get uh, even like a Baylor's or a, a ACC defense coordinator. I haven't seen the names if we are, but I think that's, uh, that's the reputation, and that's part of the problem. And, I mean, there's something there because Leach would have been hired at one of these jobs in the past 10 years. Mm. Um, well, and I think yeah, I, I think I any reservation, Brian, is is fine. You, you know, nothing yeah. is a nothing is a given. You know, it's not a given that Mike Leach is going to come into the SEC and go win nine or ten games a year. That's not a given. Well, it's, it's also it's not a given. Year. It's also not a given that because somebody else didn't hire him over the last ten years that it won't work. No, okay. it is not. But and, and so concerns are fine. What I would say to you is look at it purely, Brian, from a Mississippi State perspective. Let's look at it purely from a state perspective. Let's block everything else out. What's it going to take to do something you haven't done? Okay, well, what are those things you haven't done in recent years? Win the West, which requires beating Alabama. That's two things you haven't done, right? Last well, time, beat Alabama twice and didn't win the West. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, you can. That's right. Now you can. You can. You got to beat Auburn, LSU. <laughs> uh, you got to beat them all. It ain't just one team, but okay. But if right. we were to say, <clears throat> you just said it though. Ole Miss beat Alabama twice. Yeah, they did it with a quarterback who could throw it all over the field, who was an NFL talent. Well, one of them for sure was, and that was Chad Kelly. Oh yeah, throwing to receivers yep. who were absolutely NFL caliber receivers. Okay, that's how you that's how you beat them. Auburn went and immediately decided they were going to go after a transfer quarterback like Jarrett Stidham. Why? Because they thought Ole Miss had figured out a formula for how you beat that kind of Alabama team, and that is you got to have a guy who can throw it. That's what they thought. Now, in this same period of time, you look at the nine years under Mullen, consistent, winner, every year, like overachieving according to your recruiting ranking, developing players, putting them in the NFL, and everything on offense built around running the ball. And you're going to go beat the people you're supposed to. But with that philosophy, I think there are people who said, yes, it's great, but with that philosophy, you got no chance against Alabama. Ain't happening and so why not take a stab at well look what if there's a different identity and if it takes you two or three years to build it and recruit to it what if that different identity will put you in a position to maybe catch lightning in a bottle with the right quarterback at some point and make a run at that thing but i i just i I think it's worth taking a look at brian that it's a possibility the thing is we just let a coach go that won 14 games in two years Right. And, and if Leach doesn't win 14 games, say he wins nine games in two years, which is highly possible. I mean, it's going to be a total revamp, and I don't think people are giving that enough. With Mississippi pre- State, uh, if, if they win less than 14 in the next two years, but they do it in a disciplined way and without a bunch of off-field stuff, then I think it'll be – I think 
People can see progress whether they win their game or not. That's what I believe, Brian. Uh, yeah, well, I hope that because, I mean, you know, like, look at those games last year for watching. They lost a lot of games, 48-43. They sure did. My yeah. thing is, I don't want to watch press conferences when we're getting our butts handed to us by LSU, and this guy's coming out there talking about what color the moon is. <laughs> you know, I, Here comes the train. Here comes the train. Back on the show. Going to wrap it up with you. Um, who was a, what was a previous caller's name? My state fan. That was a good. Was name. it Wayne? No. no. Somebody in. Oh, oh, it was a Jay and Brandon. Mm, um, maybe it was. Anyway, <laughs> I like, he, he finished. I'm it getting by, you guys mixed up. I apologize. He finished it by cracking me up. He said, well, I don't want to go out here and get my brains beat out and then go to the post-game press conference with my coach talking about what color the moon is. <laughs> He's not a that's a state fan who's not a Mike Leach fan and doesn't like the idea of this, I think is what that is. Um we have some breaking news somewhere around here. We got some breaking news. Apparently, it's all over Twitter. Twitter. I would not have known, I don't think, unless uh let's see. I would not have known if Russ on Twitter hadn't sent it to me and alerted me. Russ, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Steve Robertson. Y'all know Steve. Steve Robertson. Uh, Stark Villains. That's it, from Stark, Stark Villains. Villains, villains yeah. yeah. Stark Villains, the book author. Um, he's also with Gene's page. Steve tweeted, Mississippi State is set to hire former San Diego State defensive coordinator Zach Arnett as its new D.C. And they have a post about it. If y'all want to go see it, you can. It's at uh, jeanspage.com, 24-7 sports. Uh, this is an article with information in there from David Murray. Zach Arnett from San Diego State. Okay, here's the thing, though. Zach Arnett had been the defensive coordinator at San Diego State for two years under Rocky Long, who Rocky Long's retiring, and Zach Arnett had been reported to have accepted the same thing, the defensive coordinator job at Syracuse this month, but Apparently, the key is that he did not sign a contract. So, San Diego State agrees with Syracuse. Leach gets hired at Mississippi State. They start talking. Next thing you know, he's not going to Syracuse. He's coming to Mississippi State to be the defensive coordinator. Last year at San Diego State, had a top 10 defense in uh, seven NCAA categories. Second in the country in rush defense, third in scoring defense, 12 points a game, fourth in interceptions, first downs. Anyway, that's San Diego State this past year where he was a D.C. Looked like he was going to go to Syracuse. Is not. Is going to go, according to reports, to Mississippi State. Zach Arnett, a 2009 alumnus of New Mexico. The hiring um, of Arnett, Okay, goes along with the defensive side of the ball where they have retained 
Tony Hughes to be the safeties coach. They've brought in Jeff Phelps for the defensive line and Darcel McBath for the corners, both of those guys coming from Washington State. And so there's that bit of news. So uh, how about that? Everybody out there is saying that Yahoo reported it first. The first place I saw it is on Twitter. Russ sent it to me from Steve Robertson's tweet. So uh, there you go. There's the name. We can put that to rest, learn a little bit more about him in uh, the coming days, and they will begin spring practice soon. Soon, somewhere down the line, soon. Hey, uh, they had a big fight last night in the Kansas-Kansas State game. Did y'all hear this what it sounded like on the radio? And a block to finish. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This, this, is, this, a is, punch. Is, oh, this is bad. This is a No. No good. Oh, this is terrible. There are going to be ramifications for this going forward. And it's just... Just no point to it. Play-by-play call from ESPN. Here's Kansas State coach Weber after the game. I told them to back off. I don't... You know, but he he's a competitive guy. I I want to take that fire out of his belly, but he also got to be smart. And you know, all we talk about is accurate. Hey, Roger, does this guy not remind? Does he not sound like John Weiner to you? Let me see. Play it again. I treat people right, play the right way, and that's that's been our way at K State. Uh, that came probably. I don't know if Coach Snyder said it, but that's how he brought his guys along. Do you hear it? <laughs> Maybe John is an older guy. Well, I'm saying it, it, this guy is an older guy who's out of breath yeah. and hoarse after a game. But there's something yeah, about the way he talks that reminds me of John. I don't know. <laughs> it just does. That's what yeah. makes K State special, and uh, you know, it's it's it, it you know probably shouldn't happen. So uh, you know, live you know they life lessons. That's what we talk to them about in the in the uh, locker room. And good fortune, no one got hurt. Um, and hopefully no major situation from it. I didn't even know that it was a melee. This is Bill Self, Kansas coach. Until, you know, three or four seconds after everybody was out there because, you know, you, sometimes those things kind of start and then they just kind of dissolve. But, but yeah, that, that, that was an embarrassment by on, 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 on our part for the role that we played in it. And, and uh you know, I'll, I'll, there will be consequences that, that I'm sure I'll announce tomorrow for that role as, as soon as I'm able to study it and, and come to grips with, with all of it. They had a toxic culture in the Kansas-Kansas State basketball rivalry. Toxic culture. Well, the pictures I'm seeing look like a slap fight. Somebody picked- the guy who had the... the- Temporarily had a stool over his head before his assistant <laughs> coach grabbed it back. I saw that. Somebody picked up a stool and then thought better of it. That know. was uh, Silvio Sousa. You know, yeah, they're going to suspend some people and all that kind of stuff. They are. Shouldn't fight. You shouldn't fight. And then you shouldn't fight. But guess what? Sometimes it happens. But now what I need, what I need, here's what I need. I need writers... Tell me about how despicable it is and how the culture there and the atmosphere is toxic in the state of Kansas. That's what I need. I need writers to do that. No, that's just boys being boys. 
I need people to jump up on the desk in Bristol at ESPN, preach to me about it, please. Preach to them. Preach to Kansas, the whole state, about how they should behave and all that kind of stuff. Please, by all means, let's do it. Do it. What a joke. The text line. Let's wrap it up on the text line at 885-ESPN. Ice in Rankin says, I hate to say it, but I disagree with Roger. Betting on baseball is the cardinal sin of baseball. I know it sounds old school, but some things of old school need to stay. And then he says, sent with gentle effect. John Bond talking about that's why Kylan Hill is so important. That's right. In terms of ball control, being able to run the ball and run the ball on the goal line and stuff like that. Thank you to the uh, unnamed texter who said Pete Thamel broke that state is hiring Zach Arnett as defensive coordinator. Uh, Ghost Texter says, Mississippi State nor Ole Miss can go player for player with Bama, LSU, and Auburn. We have to be a little creative, different. You know, State and Ole Miss maybe could go player for player with Bama and LSU if they just bought them. Jason, speaking of Jason from Flagstaff on the text line, he's on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Jason? I got about two minutes. What's up, man? All right, well... I was going to see if, what you knew about this Arnett guy, but I think more important is it, is there an update on Chicken Hawk? <laughs> That's a good question. Do Roger, do we know of an update on Chicken I need Hawk? to call over and see if he's uh, how he's doing. We said he's going to call us when he gets Yeah, okay. Gets able. Get well soon, Chicken that Hawk, Wayne, if you're listening. Wayne guy earlier sounded a little bit like him. It kind of made me want to be still with us. <laughs> All right, y'all take it easy. All right. All right, man. We'll see if we can find out. Thanks, Jason. Uh, on the Arnett hiring, Jason said on the text line, now I'm really upset we didn't keep shoot. They take the field. Let's see what he say. They take the field with just an offense. We'll be destroyed. Fluffy. Fluffy! Says on the text line, it's a wonder that coach had any voice left after addressing those, quote, life lessons in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how about John? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Unnamed texture says they say he runs the three, three, five. Isn't that a Jolie Dunn defense? Well, I mean, it's a nickel defense with a three man front. Basically what it is, you know, and I, you say, okay, three, three, it's going to depend on personnel, right? So if you have three down, and if it's a true three-man front where you have, like, what, a nose and two linemen who are more like ends, right? So like a true man, three-man front. But if your personnel dictates, you kind of finagle it, you might actually have, of those three, quote, three-down linemen, two of them are really like D-tackles. One is more like an end. And one of those three linebackers Maybe a bigger linebacker who's less running down the field in coverage and more playing at the line of scrimmage. And now I move him up, and they don't know from one play to the next if we're going to be like a true three-man front or if we're going to really be a four-man front with one linebacker walk down. And now I'm four-two-five in a nickel. See how that works? If I got five DBs, I got to figure out what is my personnel and the six guys in a box. Where do I start them and where do I line them up and who's in coverage and you just kind of play off of that. 
You play so many spread offenses nowadays, though, that you you just have to be in nickel all the time. There's no way around it. All right, let's do it again tomorrow. I'll see you all then in the Farm Bureau studio. See ya. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 